I'm Dom Wells, founder, CEO of Onfolio, and this episode in this mini-series is all about the myths of diversification. Um, so full, full clarity, I don't think diversification is a myth. I think it's an important aspect of any um, successful strategy with operating an acquisition-based business. However, I think a lot of myths do exist around diversification itself how how to do it what it means and and so on um particularly in the internet marketing space buying online businesses a lot of people just think okay the best thing to do is diversify that means buy multiple businesses let's say you've got a million dollars it's better to buy 10 100k businesses or one one million dollar business and then the the debate kind of is okay should i get 10 100k businesses or should i get two 500k three 300k and so on um when really i think diversification is more about the businesses themselves you could have 10 100k businesses that are all super um reliant on the same source of income they they could all be making money from um from google they could all be making money from amazon they could all be getting their traffic from the same place and while it's unlikely that all of the sites would get sort of hit by a google penalty at the same time it's absolutely possible that all the sites could lose their amazon revenue or have their amazon revenue impacted at the same time um that's that's happened throughout history it, amazon have reduced their commissions on two occasions and so if you had 10 Amazon sites, you would not have actually been very diversified after all. Um, not only that, but there's obviously a sweet spot with diversification because the more you diversify, you're also diluting and uh, impacting your results because you're spreading yourself too thin. And th- this is something I touched upon in the very first episode of this series where if you have too many different moving parts, then you kind of achieve maybe 50% efficiency with every part. And so, for example, let's say you were trying to operate in the space yourself and you you deployed a million dollars, just sticking with that example, you bought 10 businesses for 100K. Cool. Let's say each one of those 10 businesses doesn't rely on the same um method of generating income it doesn't rely on the same method of traffic so on paper you're you are diversified but now you have to run 10 websites or 10 businesses so what happens well either you just completely fail because it's really hard to run 10 businesses or you have to hire a team to help you run them um and the team might not be very good at their job they've increased your expenses and so on and so on and um you know, the ideal way to do it is to buy businesses that already have a team. So you are a passive investor and then the team have the, uh, the knowledge and the, uh, the, the ability to run the business because they've been doing it already. And when you buy a business that comes with a team, it doesn't increase your expenses because that, that team's expense is already, baked into the profit and loss statement which the company valuation is determined by but you're not going to be able to do that for a million dollars you're going to want to buy businesses that cost a million each and up in in order to get that level of um autonomy uh 
So you either need to spend more money or you need to say, well, hold on, I'm going to scale back and maybe I'm just going to buy three businesses, which again can work, but you're still going to achieve better results with one business. Now, what people don't seem to entertain is the notion that one single business could still be more diversified than 10 individual because of what it's got going on. For example, would you rather buy a business that has established itself as the leader in the space? Let's say it's a content business. It creates content. Everybody goes there to read it. They type the name of the company into Google or into their web browser. They subscribe to the email list. They engage on Twitter. They're not just randomly searching for something and being presented with that website. They're they're fans of that website. Now, it's unlikely that that website is going to lose all of its traffic or revenue overnight just because of the nature of a business like that. And again, I'm kind of repeating myself from previous episodes, but that's the whole point is that a business like that is going to be more diverse than 10 mediocre websites. Not only that, but that business is probably going to be easier to grow because you're going to be able to leverage the fact that it has such a a strong brand and fan base and yes perhaps that business has less room to grow because it's already at the top of its game but as I talked about in previous episodes we're not in a flipping business we're not trying to buy a business that has loads of money left on the table and 10x it in a short period of time we're trying to buy great businesses that will cash flow and then we can reinvest that cash flow There's different ways to skin a cat. And the most important thing is is that you don't accidentally stab the cat. (laughs) Um, And so that's much less likely to happen if you're you're working with these strong brands. And so, you know, I, I think it goes back to as well, people look at things like Berkshire Hathaway, which I've referenced a lot, and they say, well, I want to be the Berkshire Hathaway of online businesses. And so they think, well, that means go out and buy as many businesses as you can. But the thing about Berkshire Hathaway's model is, First of all, they're not necessarily operating these businesses themselves. They're just buying them and letting them do their thing. So all that's really changing is the ownership, not the operations. And second of all, if you stripped away most of those businesses and let's say you picked any one of those businesses and said Berkshire just owns that one. So it just owns Geico. It just owns Seeds Candy. It just owns uh, Coke. All of those businesses are solid businesses to own. So they don't you know, Warren Buffett's not going out there saying, I need to diversify. He's going out there saying, I want to buy great businesses that I'll hold forever. And so again, that's kind of why when people make these references, I feel like, well, you're, you're kind of thinking the wrong way. And yeah, your, your, your comments are rooted in the right idea that, yeah, you want to protect the downside, but is that the way to do it? That being said, at Onfolio, we do operate multiple businesses we don't we don't just buy one business and i do say one of the best reasons to invest in our preferred shares is because we're diversified but the point is that we're buying these multiple businesses but we would happily own any one of them just as the business we owned like if we just had to do one business that would be it that would be happy and we we don't think well this business might die so we'll just buy nine more of them (laughs) you know it's kind of a weird like yeah this business isn't very good but if we buy 10 of them we'll be fine it's just kind of a weird way to go about it and so yes we are diversified and we do we do protect the downside through our preferred shares but that's not why what we do works it's because of the things we buy work things we buy are great and we operate them well or they come with teams that operate them well and we just you know optimize them 
That being said, we're very happy to present an offering to people where we can also say, look, our entire portfolio would have to drop by 50% or more, which is highly unlikely because if one drops by 50%, not all of them are going to, and some of them are going to increase by 100%. So it's all going to balance out. So we do have that diversification element. You know, and another thing to think about as well is, is that diversification is just one element of the picture of creating a, a strong business that can grow. It's one uh, tactic within a greater strategy. But when you when you kind of go out as just, I'm going to buy 10 businesses that have room to grow and are diversified, with, with the kind of examples that I talked about at the beginning of this episode, that's really all you have because there's not much more you can do. And so you just think, okay, I've got 10 businesses. What do I do now? Well, I'll buy another 10. And, and the problems I highlighted with that model just get exacerbated, whereas how we're doing it is a lot more scalable. So this is kind of all I wanted to summarize in this episode is just, yes, diversification is important, but how you diversify doesn't necessarily mean quantity of businesses there's a lot more to it like everything in life there's nuances and I think I did a pretty good job of getting my point across so you can understand exactly how how I think about diversification and how we approach it as a business